Welcome to West of the Midwest, a podcast where this brother and sister share our experiences in life and how we grow along the way. Join us as we dive into the mind-blowing differences between the Pacific Northwest and Midwest cultures, people, health, politics, and more. No topic is off limits here. So sit back and relax as we hit the road. Vroom, vroom. Today we are covering sensitive topics, including big business, involvement, and pedophilia. There is colorful language. Now is the time to change to the next episode if you have sensitive listeners around you who may not benefit from this episode. For more information on becoming a part of the solution, please click the link in our bio on Instagram. Yeah, happy Freedom Day. Woo! This is what Brian calls Freedom Day. Is this already started? Yeah. Oh. Anything (laughs) So Josh has joined us today. Anything that's a day in Wisconsin is Freedom Day. We have my husband on the podcast today, Josh. Pretty Hello, exciting. People. Our first ever interview mm. is today. I'm the first. How do you feel about that? Well, it's going to be the best one. We already know that. <laughs> He's also <laughs> humble for those of you who have never met him. That's true. <clears throat> and confident. <laughs> So last time we touched a little bit on farming, hunting, GMO. Hunting rabbits. We talked about our asshole rabbit a little bit. I like the rabbits. You like that he eats our elephant plants? I mean, I think they're cool. I enjoy them. I enjoy watching them. So even when we have no foliage, you enjoy the rabbits? They haven't got that far yet, so I don't hate them. (laughs) I do preventative work. Well, and you're the one out there doing the actual like digging, right? Like, well, he did dig for the banana plants. I'll give him that. Okay. He did do two banana plant diggings, and occasionally he'll help me move a pot. <laughs> but one thing we talked about last week, which was, I went to Chicago, saw Danny. She still lives in Seattle. And Kate was with us. And so we had mentioned the differences between Seattle and Wisconsin and how she calls you Wisconsin Josh because it is very different than the Seattle Josh. Who calls me Wisconsin Josh? Kate does. Because Wisconsin Josh is like, let's go to the beer garden Thursday nights and hang out and enjoy a good time in the summer. Wisconsin Josh is like, let's go out, have a day night and explore. Seattle Josh was like, you know, everyone can kind of fuck off. If we go out and do our thing, it's to the two same restaurants. Otherwise, don't talk to me. And now you're like, hey, my friend from work is coming. Or, hey, we might go out and do this. And I say, maybe we should drive separate because I'm happy to leave a party and not tell anyone I'm leaving. <laughs> but Wisconsin goodbye takes an hour and a half. Oh, the Wisconsin So Kate calls you Wisconsin Josh to my Seattle friends because my Seattle friends literally don't believe, one, that you're in a market selling your the stuff that you make, that on Thursdays you're excited about a beer garden where you can go and sit and hang out with people, that you've invited people from work, or that even you want to host a work event, barbecue at our house. <laughs> Nobody believes that. <laughs> So that's why you're Wisconsin, Josh. What do you think about that? What's the difference that makes you be like, yeah, let's do that here versus there? I don't know. I don't know if they're, I mean, I personally don't think there's that big of a difference. What do you think, Brian? 
<clears throat> I mean, the beer garden, they're selling beer <laughs> at a public park where everybody can hang out. It's fucking cool, right? So why wouldn't you like that? And it's a great environment. There's live music. We didn't have that in Seattle. If that was four minutes from our house in Seattle, I would have went. But that shit's like practically illegal there. So, so oh, good times beer illegal. in a public place is a hundred percent illegal. But heroin, yeah. it's not. But heroin, it's not. It's not. That's yeah. true. <laughs> so it's just, just that fact. That, and then it's it's family oriented, right? So everybody's there with their kids, hanging out, playing. People are getting together. It's a good time. Um, they have it set up nice, and the beer's not crazy expensive. And you can do some outdoor drinking. I mean, who doesn't like to do outdoor drinking? You know, it's not twelve bucks a beer. No, it's seven for a large. <laughs> way better. It's, the fact that he knows that. <laughs> it's seven for a large and five for a small. Get out of here! Yeah. What about if you have a membership mug? Yeah, I got a membership mug. You got a mug? <laughs> yeah. Yes. You get a discount if you got the membership mug to the public park beer garden. So you think that there's zero differences between you here and you in Washington? I mean, you don't think like your guards down. You're more open to friendships and relationships and community i mean i guess the you know wisconsin way kind of gets a hold of you go back to wisconsin way the how we many times way. do you say the we way the we way i don't say we way i say wisconsin, I say wisconsin we way. way sorry my bad <clears throat> what say what you say it's the wisconsin way yeah it's just people since being here everybody's a lot more a lot more friendly so it's it's kind of i guess you'd say contagious right so people treat you nice and you in turn want to treat them nice now in seattle everybody was closed off from each other not you know? everybody well it was i don't know depending on where you live mostly where we live you don't really talk to your neighbors you know it's That's just true. everybody try. everybody's we like try. everybody's you know to themselves fences up and I guess that was the other stark reality here is there's no fences around the houses. <laughs> literally. You know? There's literally no Listen, fences. Pool or a dog, but even yeah. then. <laughs> In Seattle, every house has a fence. It's like par for the course. So, you know, you you don't have as many interactions with your neighbors unless you go out of your way. Here, you just run into your neighbors on a daily. So you have more conversations and you get to learn a lot of cool things about the people around about you. Jerry. Uh, around the, the people around you. So. I don't know. It's just that I think it's the atmosphere. Obviously, you know, especially work-wise for me here, it's a lot more laid back. Customers are laid back. They're more understanding of your hard work and not such assholes because they have so much money and how come we couldn't get it done in time? Or if there's an issue, they don't, they're not understanding. Here, most of my, I would say 80% of my customers are understanding. You know, if you if you tell them like, hey, you know, we got to order these parts or this didn't work or whatever, they're like, yeah, cool, no problem. Just let us know when you can come back. So it makes work life less stressful for me, to be honest. What about the social aspect, like building relationships? Like it is, I will say, no matter what state you're in, finding a couple that you both enjoy hanging out with can be difficult. Not only just like enjoyment of like being out in a social activity, but from like foundational values to like day-to-day -day living. I think that has been easier for us than it was in Seattle. 
I don't care. I don't care to make friends. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine. I got so much shit going on. I keep myself entertained. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy being around people and I enjoy meeting new people, but <laughs> I'm a bad friend. I don't know how else to say it. Like, you know. Let's shift back to the the work thing real quick. So I had a question where do you feel more appreciated in your work here versus Seattle? Um, from a, from I would say the, I think Seattle appreciated it, but you weren't compensated for it. Like from the employer side, but also from the customer side. Like, well, I say from from the customer side, there's definitely more vocalization and appreciation when you complete a job or of your work so it's more than, expected than than what i received in seattle yeah in seattle was like cool you did your job but here people understand that you did your job but they also want to tell you that you did a great job yeah you know yeah. at least that's you know most of the time that's you good. know you get your asshole customers every once in a while you know that are anywhere yeah, yeah anywhere so it's like you know it's not a hundred percent but um yeah it's just it's less stressful and I, I enjoy, we have a lot of work and we're so fast paced. I wish we could slow down a little bit. Um, I think it would um, have our quality and success rate go a little higher, but it's just the nature of the work. You know, you gotta, while you're busy, you gotta take advantage of it, you know, and you kind of have to just deal with the punches as they come. And, and grow so, and figure out new procedures. And do the best you can. So especially as a contractor, like being a contractor is it's, it's unique challenges, right? Always changing. And there's, you know, like the, you're sitting in an office somewhere. Like, yeah, and the, the construction industry is just, you know, a lot of times it's so up and down. Yeah. Um, thankfully for my field, it's not as much that way. We don't deal with it as like concrete guys and framers and stuff. We'll deal with it. Because what kind of construction are you in? Um, I do low voltage work. So audio, video. Um, home automation, networking, security, theaters, sound systems in high end residential homes. Oh, nice. So there's always somebody always wants to upgrade something. So if, if the new construction um, is slowing down, then we always have network upgrades or, you know, people wanting to add audio or uh, universal remotes or add some home automation for lighting control and stuff like that. So, um, I, people try to hide their cords. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not, uh, I don't feel like we, so far, you know, being in the industry for 14 years, I don't see it as negative impact um, as I have seen in with other contractors. Because technology continues to grow. Everybody Correct. wants. Yeah. There's always that. new technology that people want. So we're on the cutting edge of all that. So it's fun. When you say you're a bad friend, you don't care. <laughs> I, I hear that. I do not believe you do not not care. I can't. No, I generally care about but you people, just said but, I don't care. But yeah, like I don't I'm not necessarily one to like go out and make new friends. Um, it's just not of. I don't see as other people see, I don't see all the value in that. Um, I feel like I do well by myself. And I have things that in my life that I enjoy, and a lot of that is by myself. But you've also been really blessed with people like a Travis or a Jay. Who yeah, yeah. There's, there's. I fully have... understand that, like you suck at reaching out. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm a bad friend. But what does that mean? Like, 
for the general population because you you do reach out with the help of your wife. For the general population is Lincoln, don't expect God. a lot from me. <laughs> I don't know. I just life is so busy, you know, and I want to enjoy the things that I want to do and and I enjoy getting together with friends and tailgating and going and getting a drink. But I don't need like I just need a handful of close friends. I yes, don't, that's I don't fine. I don't need a bunch. I don't need, you know, to have three hundred Facebook friends or whatever. You know, I struggle enough just staying in contact with three or four friends. <laughs> so you know, it's tailgating. You can tailgate here? Oh yeah. Oh, it's not that's the same. Interesting. So Washington tailgating, I always thought was like, oh, that's a big thing. People bring like their RVs. They do all the stuff. You hang out and party. It's tailgating here is true. Dude, like, I just drove past the the Amfam field where the Brewers are playing today, and there's people. And it's raining, and they're setting up all their easy ups and tailgating in the rain, like. True like fans. coming together and putting like four easy ups together to make like <laughs> a hangout spot. Yeah, it was cool. I was like, damn, those people are getting it, you know, like rain or shine. It don't matter. <laughs> you know? we, we talked a little bit last time about so we have Father's Day that had happened. And preparing for tailgating for like a Brewers game. Mm hmm. I don't have the same hesitance as I would a Seattle game in terms of like going downtown, what kind of people are going to be down there, possible addicts, weapons, all the things. Escape Do you routes. feel just as heightened, aware, and preparing mentally for the bad outcomes here as you were in Seattle if we went to like a Seahawks? No, not at all. I feel safe here. I feel safe downtown. Um, the Brewers game we went to, I feel safe. You're not... It's just uh, they obviously handle it a lot better here. So they don't allow all the stuff that Seattle allows that makes you feel unsafe or worry about your car getting broken Do into. Do you feel like or... it's a false sense of security or like truly like they actually take care of stuff? From what I've seen, I feel like they truly take care of stuff. Now, granted... You have the, you know, shootings in okay. North Milwaukee, like so all I'm the gonna time. Tell you, I, I did share about your experience with the SUV tailgating. Oh, yeah, yesterday. You. Yeah, that was fucked up. That was probably the most nervous I've been since being in Milwaukee. We, we talked about the difference between segregation, racism, and like there's a little pocket area off Oh, Capitol. it's very segregated yeah. here, too. And I guess that's what I, was, I mentioned to Ashley yesterday is like, you know, being where we live in Wisconsin. And you feel safe. Like, I know people, I've talked to coworkers and stuff, uh, that have never locked their doors. You know, and they got young kids. Oh, yeah. That's crazy, The right? neighbors think it's crazy if the doors are locked. You're like, why? Yeah. <laughs> and so that's a that's a huge difference, you know? So you, you hear that, and what I was kind of saying is, based off where we live in Wisconsin, maybe slightly getting desensitized to that kind of stuff that we dealt with on a daily in Seattle or that you had to think about on a daily in Seattle, you know, where you parked your car, what you left out, making sure all the doors are locked. Cause you know, you have people coming onto your property, browsing through stuff, 
you know, it's a given. Daily. You know, or in the case of having a really old vehicle, leaving the doors unlocked so they don't break your windows. Because it's yeah. too expensive. Because to it's fix. too expensive to fix yeah. the window. <laughs> yeah. That's just yeah. so, you know, like, right? Like our neighbor down the road. So it's obviously like, well, when we had started, it was springtime, getting like mulch and dirt and everything delivered. Our neighbor put a tarp over their mulch and soil and used his rims as weights. That would never fucking happen in Seattle. That's an invitation for steal my shit. His rims would have been gone within hours. Yeah. We, yeah. we went, which is like a two minute or less drive to downtown Heartland. And you see a sign that's like tire, brand new tires for sale. All the tires are stacked up on Main Street outside this guy's driveway. Yeah. And it says like how much they are or best offer. How do you trust that people aren't going to steal? Like, guess what? It just doesn't happen here. That's the desensitization that like you go, oh man, I guess I am kind of getting used to the fact that like that's not normal. But at what point do you think, Josh, that like now you're just, it's unhealthy because you're so. I wouldn't say unaware, but it doesn't happen as much, so you're not hyper vigilant. But then you had a situation where our son came home in the middle of the night. We thought he was going to be out. That of, was some bullshit. Right he there. was going to be out of friend's house. I was out of state, so I already knew. He almost got beat up. <laughs> we have an app called Life Three Hundred and Sixty. I love it, so I always know where he's at, how fast he's gone, all the things. It helps me just be aware of like. If something happens and all of his stuff is off on his phone, like if his phone gets turned off, I can still see his location. Which coming from Seattle was important to me because he used to travel for martial arts. So I had already seen that he had come home knowing he was supposed to be at a friend's house. So I messaged him like, how is everything? Are you okay? He's like, yeah, I just have to work tomorrow. So I didn't really see the point staying at a friend's house. I talked to him the next day. Josh the next day, and he's like, I almost beat up our kid. So go ahead and explain that story. How did that feel? What, what happened? No, I was sleeping, and nobody said he never texted or called saying that he was going to come home. Ashley didn't say anything. She was in Chicago. And <clears throat> so I'm laying there, and the dog starts like, Charlie will like wolf or like do this little bark. Mm -hmm. Not like a full on bark. And so I'm like, so then I woke up because he was doing that. And I was like Shh, telling him to knock it off because I was sleeping and he kept doing it. I'm like, knock it off, Charlie. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden I hear a door shut in the house and I freaked the fuck out because as far as I know, I was the only one home. Which I think brings us back to Seattle days because I don't think that's a normal reaction for a Wisconsin. So I, I <laughs> grabbed my like 6,000 lumen flashlight that was right next to <laughs> yeah. me. And I walked out in the hallway and I was like, and I just, I just had a feeling of like, let me just say Titus's name. So I was like, Titus. And he goes, yeah. I'm like, dude, you are so fucking lucky, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like, I was woken up to the dog barking and then I hear a door shut in the hallway. Which, from a dead way, sleep. From a dead sleep. But you know what? It had to go from the door shutting downstairs. But this is at 1240. Huh. Right? We're different people. Freaking kids. So, brings me back to a story with my dad. 
So my dad, he's like, I don't care if you stay somewhere. Just tell me you're staying there. And if not, I expect you to be home by a certain time. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to bed. Like, don't wake us up. And I just disregarded this like it was no big deal. Not knowing, as a parent now, how detrimental it would be to not to know where my safety. kid's at. Yeah. If they're going to be home, they're going to be home. If they're gone, they're gone. Don't switch it up on me. But I just completely disregarded this fact with my own father. And he would get so mad at me, or him and Kim, would just yell at me. And, and now I get it, right? I got kids. Duh. But now I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? Because my, my kids are all younger. They're not going out. They're not going anywhere. I would, Your brain's know. pretty close. He's there. But, you know, it's you guys are at a stage where, the, you know, your kid's older. He's, he's going out. He's more autonomous, right? Like. These are things I have to look forward to <laughs> that I drove I, my I, parents crazy with. But this is part of it. And I would say for dads, especially if your wife's out of town, look at your fucking app. You will see where your kid is at. Why? Then, Why do I need to look because at Because look app? at now you have to go, oh my God, with a flashlight, 6,000 lumens. Yeah, Are because you home? it was... Or a bad guy, is that you? And I have to pull out my gun. Because everything was communicated. He was going to a friend's house. Nobody said anything. Okay, when you were a teenager, did you, did you <laughs> tell no your mom? <laughs> did you tell your mom at 1 a.m.? Mom, I'm home. <laughs> no, you just fucking opened the door and went to bed. Yeah, but she knew that I was coming home. Unless you didn't come home. She wouldn't, I would tell her. Like, hey, I'm going camping or I'm hanging out at a friend. So if you whatever. ever yeah. decided you weren't coming home and it was 1 a.m., you called your mom and said, I'm coming home? No. No. So why do you expect that of your kid for the first time when he doesn't know because you didn't tell him yeah, that's but, what your expectation is? But when I'm doing that, I'm older. He's not. He's going to be 16 and less he's than gonna a month. He's going to be. He ain't. Less than a and month. And he ain't driving. And he's he's smart enough. No. Nope. And he's nope. to nope. make a phone call or a nope. text. He nope. called you. No. Nope. I'm the one at home. Do you want to know what he told me? Because I reached out and asked because I saw he was close to home. So I said, Are you okay? He said, I told mom. Yeah. So from the outside looking in, because this is fun, because I get to look into this. <laughs> I'm like going through these questions in my mind of do I want an app for my kid with like like life 360, right? Like I have an iPhone. It has the ability to show me like where he is. You know? He has to give permissions for that. But do I want, you know, like, where's the line between like helicopter parent and not? Right? Yeah. Like, these are real questions that I'm starting to struggle with because I, even I don't know. I got to work these things through with my wife. Like, and these these are new things. They weren't there weren't apps. I didn't even have a cell phone. I had a car before a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I mean the. The drug dealers had pagers when I when they were you know the thing. I so didn't what have you're a pager. telling me is you had a pager. I not telling you anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you that I did not have a cell phone <laughs> and I owned a car. <laughs> and you had a pager. Great and I had to have quarters on me in case I needed to call someone. because your pager went off. <laughs> I understand. I never did quarters. I did one eight hundred collect. Oh yeah, when you talk really fast, when they're like, they ask ask like, you who you are. So, yeah. so I will. You're say, like, I'll be home at four o'clock. <laughs> I did that so, to my grandma all the time. So I will say, we got a phone for Titus, and the Life 360 happened because he was traveling at a young age for martial arts. 
Okay. I did not want to have to put all the responsibility with the technology we had on his coaches that if there was an emergency, I was the first call because they had a kid with them knowing Titus was not the only kid. Mm-hmm. So it has like crash detection. It has all these things. So I knew Titus was in a car accident before I got a call because I got a notification on my phone. Okay. That is helpful for me because their first call is 911. Yep. My first call is, son, are you okay? But he's going to call 911 so he doesn't answer. Titus is not calling 911. The driver was. Then you panic. So I called Titus. Mm -hmm. And he goes, we're good. I'm okay. The airbags went off. Someone hit us on our way back from Portland. They're on the phone. The police are on their way, but I'm okay. Now... Now, if I didn't know any of this and we didn't have technology and I got a call later that he was safe, they were in an accident. Okay, that's one thing. But with all the trafficking, which I have done sex trafficking work, I've worked in an industry where I know all of these things are happening. I will pay the $9.99 a month to see that my kid, no no matter if his phone is off or not. Can I say something? Sure. It always throws me off when you slash people say oh yeah um i've done sex trafficking work it shouldn't be like anti-sex trafficking work because when you say because that's what it is i know but it just sounds weird yeah so it sounds weird sex trafficking but 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 the general population if you're not actually trafficking women and kids you know when you're doing sex trafficking work that's helping those who have been trafficked i understand that but i just like when it comes out like oh yeah because i've done sex trafficking work we're going to be really clear that I don't work with the government when it comes to trafficking because half the government is trafficking women and kids. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's systems involved in systemic government side that are actually involved in trafficking. That, that just look the other way. Okay. Or but, paid off. Or so something. why I say to Josh... But when, you know a lot about yeah. it. Like that's and and international mainly is my work, but a lot of Wisconsin, my business partner... Her sister was trafficked for four years. Oh. And it took a very well-known celebrity and wrestler to tweet out her case number before she was rescued because now then the trafficker didn't want to have any relation to, like, now something's on him Mm -hmm. or them. But That scrutiny. So that's why I kind of laugh, like, we're in an area now where a kid being in a new state building new relationships he may not just have the foremind to think like i should call and say i'm on my way home in his mind i'm on my way home i'm gonna go home and go to bed he doesn't think like oh i should tell the parent that's home i'm on my way home because we haven't taught to do him to do that because there's been no need right <laughs> so when i hear about this i laugh like well i already knew this because I got an alert that he went 82 miles an hour. <laughs> because I set the thing Across to, the country. if he goes over 75 miles an hour, which the average speed is 70 here. Yep. Or if it goes past Mayfair Mall. The average speed is like 80. To let me know. <laughs> well, I'm, he calls the me a grandma driver. <laughs> but I just get a little ding on my phone that's like, Titus traveled. At, you know, 15 miles at 82 miles an hour average speed. Right. I don't have to look into that, but I can just see that, like, he's safe and everything's fine. 
The one time he wasn't was he went to Washington to visit and I got a notification that he went 102 miles an hour. I look and see he was on I-5 between Everett and Snohomish. He was with an adult. So I call and I'm like, what the fuck? It was with a friend's parent. And he goes, my mom's mad and you're busted. I don't care. Put it on me. Between Everett and Snohomish, that is not okay. That's a bad stretch of land to be going high speed because there's always heavy traffic. On Highway 2? <laughs> on I-5. Oh, I-5? Before you uh, get uh. going through Marysville to Layla. <laughs> so I'm just laughing at Josh as he's telling me this. Like, You want to? You want a quick story about my little stretch between Everett and Stone? <laughs> I feel like you should have been done. I don't know what it is, but so, you should have died. Yeah, well, you're talking speed limits, right? So our speed limit was 60 there, mostly. Yeah, right? it never goes over 60. Yeah, so I was cruising through Everett. I was in my little tiny little Honda Accord. Tinted windows all the way around, blacked out, red. Because you had a picture. The what? Because you had a picture. That's why you tuned oh in. My God. <laughs> am I am I right? <laughs> so I'm going north on I five, and then there's this stretch right there by the Everett Mall, and there was no cars. And it was two patches of cars, right? I just got mm -hmm. in front of the one and up to the other. I was like, "Oh, this looks like a good spot to you know see how fast this car can go." It was like a newer car to me. It was a stick shift. It was fun. So I drop it and I go and I'm hitting about 120 between the two packs. Mm -hmm. So I get to the next pack and I slow down. I'm at the left behind the pack and I slowly slow down to, to regular speed. Within five seconds, there was a police officer behind me, blocking me and like sitting on my butt, but didn't flash his lights or anything, nothing. And then I'm thinking, okay, well. Don't have anything to be worried about at this point because I didn't think it through before. Yeah, like <laughs> I just do, sort of did do it. Do I have is a pager in this car or not? <laughs> so I'm kind of freaking out and I'm tripping. And so he goes, he's on my tail and he's like on my butt. Yeah. And then he comes to the side of me and then he looks at me and I'm like looking straight ahead. And I'm like, nope. And he goes behind me again and then he goes to the other side of me. And I'm like, I am freaking out. I And he can't see it because yeah. it's like tinted and way over tinted too. It's like not even the right car to be messing around. So finally he goes behind me again and then he's, he goes past me at 120. Like freaking out because he couldn't pull me over because mm -hmm. he didn't clock me. And I didn't know. I was just literally freaking out the whole time. So that's like... The last time I was over 100 miles an hour <laughs> was between Everett and so, Marysville. So I, I think there is helicopter parent, <laughs> but like what does helicopter mean now versus like 15, 20 years ago? Mm. It's very different because we live in a world where like social media and all of these things are so invasive to our kids mm -hmm. that I told Josh, I want to know, even if I couldn't get to Titus in time and his phone's off or he had to turn it off for any emergent reason mm -hmm. that I could still see where he was at. It's a little different living here. I don't feel that same sense of like urgency and worry. Oh, I don't even think there'd be a question if I was in Seattle, if my kids were going to be on that yeah. app. Like hundred, but now I mean that just the fact that I can ask a question is kind of nice. But it is also helpful because I have seen court cases where like, 
and this is not all, okay? So calm down, police officers. But I have seen cases where police officers will clock somebody driving saying they're going like 20 or 25 over. And the parent comes and is like, hey, this is the percentage of accuracy with this app and it's saying that my child was traveling at this speed. Well, there is, there is enough data to show that these apps do prove some kind of validation to what they're saying. And, and a 20 mile an hour discrepancy, that's pretty big. Mm. So to be like, oh, my kid's not traveling at 102 miles an hour like your guy was saying, it's possibly 95. Yeah. But he's saying 102 and it says here in the app he was going like 81. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big deal when you're not submitting any kind of information with any laser or whatever device the police officers are using saying they're going this fast. Because you could find anything and be like, oh, it was that car. There's no way to prove which vehicle it was other than that you can capture it on your laser gun. Right. So I've seen. So in defense, they can be used as well. But hmm. then also, hey, Verizon or all these other companies won't let me in because it's my kid's phone and I can't get into it because I don't have access to it. Something's happened to it, but I can now see their location. And and now police are able to help because you have this special app that says, this is where my kid is located. They've been missing for 24 hours. Where before it would be like, you have to like get permissions to break in and Verizon to say, yes, we've pinged this location at this time. At that point, it takes over a week. Subpoenas. Yeah. Yeah. So sure, if you want to call me a helicopter parent for knowing where my kid's at, I'll take it all day long. He's at home and his dad just thought he was a bad guy. (laughs) Shelby had her phone stolen. And I tracked the phone and I went straight to the house that was there and I knocked on the door and I was like, Hey, uh, we lost our phone, like my wife's phone. We just were wondering, you know, what's going on. I'm going to assume like, you were a good citizen. Like, oh, yeah, I, I we found it at the park. And we just, we were trying to figure out whose it was. And they came and handed it to me. <laughs> I was like, That's fucked. Right. <laughs> so that, like, was that now, here? Was that here in Seattle? In, yeah. It was in, here. It was in Appleton. Oh, really? So yeah. like now, like even with AirPods, you can do that. So if you yeah. have the balls to steal somebody's shit, <laughs> you better know how to wipe that clean within what? minutes. You can't. Minutes. You can't, though. Minutes. AirPods? No, like, you can't wipe, well, maybe AirPods, but, like, phones you can't wipe clean. You oh, have yeah. to have the password. No, I had one. But that's what I'm saying. I had if a you... Samsung stolen, and they wiped it within minutes. How? Yeah. I don't know. You have to have, no, like, know. like huh. I behind the shit new... tech. Brand new Samsung. I had two phones. I had one for work, one for home. I went and had lunch. I sat down. I grabbed my home I phone this. and I walked out. And literally within minutes, I went back in there you and it was the gone. Was that With, here? Within 20 minutes. No, it was in Silverdale, okay. in Washington. And within 20 minutes, I was in the restaurant and they're like, no, it's nowhere. And I'm like, either you don't know or you're the ones that stole it. Like, I didn't know. I literally couldn't tell. It like, is harder when it's a non-Apple device. I will say it, that. Yeah, exactly. Apple does do a better job. Yeah, because yeah. Apple, you have to have the password. And then if to go wipe it clean, you have to have the password. Or yes. you have to you know. Right. Or you know how to hack. Hack it. It's one or the other. But Sam, yeah, all the Android devices are a lot easier to do. And this was an Android device. and So, yeah, I mean, you, you make really good points. Honestly, I, I think I'm more on the fence with 
tracking, honestly, after discussing it. It's cause... less for me about is my kid being honest and more like I'll catch a motherfucker. Right. Yeah. It's it's more how you're approaching it too. Like how are you looking at it? Are you looking to see if your kid's doing what they're supposed to or are you literally trying to keep them safe? But then it's like, okay, I was 16, 17 and traveling out of state all the time. My parents were like, well, she'll just call me when she gets there. And then whenever she has time, that's just not the reality of today's world. So I cannot compare my experience to when I was 16 Mm -hmm. to now. Everything is different. So I just, I think it's funny that like I knew at midnight or 1142 that Titus was at home (laughs) because I got a notification from Light 360 that Titus pulled into the neighborhood. So I was like, oh, cool. He decided to go home. I just want to check and make sure everything's good. Like he didn't get in a fight with anybody. He's okay. And this guy is just like, I'm knocked out. But I'm going to come with my 6,000 lumen light because that will protect I'm gonna me. I'm going to blind the crap out of well, someone. if you can't see, you them. can't do nothing. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Do you want to know how I see? I hear. <laughs> right away. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I forgot we got a superhero in the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, a she super, trained. <laughs> a, a superhero doesn't have 6,000 lumen light. Jeez. I was talking about you. I know, but I just went back to you. Six thousand lumen. Is that the new watch or the new flashlight that you got for Father's Day? Yes, badass. That, yeah, that's a lot of lumens. Okay, uh-huh. so that's it, something I'd want to work on a that, car with. That's badass. But it has green and red light, correct? And blue. Oh, and blue. What does blue light? For so like green. Offer? So green is for like reading maps at night. Red is to not ruin your night vision. Mm-hmm. So you can still see, mm-hmm. and I think blue is just cool to freak people out, right? <laughs> yeah, like, if I see a blue light, I'm thinking, please, like that's literally, literally. But it's what stupid, I'm right? Like, like it lights up the bedroom like it's daylight, like the okay. whole, be- the whole bedroom. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's that's crazy. awesome. That's crazy. Too, that the closer you get to an object, the more it dims. Well, yeah. So it has like a fail safe because it can light shit on fire. <laughs> oh, so, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't so, know that. so like, if you put it down next to something, it will. It has like a thermal detection and it will shut itself off so it doesn't catch Dang. something on fire. So it's so bright. Wait, it's what hot. if you're yeah. trying to catch something on fire? Nope. It will shut off. Better get a lighter. Yeah. <laughs> That's not survival. <laughs> well, you shouldn't be using get a flashlight glass. <laughs> to light fires. That's what I'm saying. So other than your flashlight, what did you have available to you if there was an emergency? Knife. In your pocket of your boxers? No, it's on the table next to me. But you left your table. What do you mean I left my table? With your flashlight in the hallway. I so brought the flashlight like, and the knife okay, in the hallway. He is the weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I was asking. Like, did you have all of that it ready? Was ready. Yeah, I grabbed the shit because I thought somebody was in the fucking house. Our but bad guys would my... be offering you your own beer. <laughs> yeah. So you, you hold the flashlight off to the left. Because obviously if you have a super bright flashlight, they're going to shoot at the flashlight because that's they light. can't see anything. <laughs> you just hold it off to the side a little bit, so they're gonna shoot that. So you take might an arm shot. You might take an arm <laughs> shot, but on the and then while that's happening, I'm running in with the right hand. Oh You're running down the stairs. No, I'm not gonna run after them. So if they're at the bottom, if of the I stairs... opened up the fucking door to the bedroom and there's a dude standing there, we're squaring off. <laughs> like I'm not gonna be like, hey, buddy, can you leave? No, I'll be like, all right, we're fucking doing this. <laughs> 
So nobody here locks their doors. Just you want know? to point it out. You I'm not. If, you, if I open the door and the dude runs down the stairs and runs out, like, yeah, I'm going to go after him, but I'm not going after him to take him out. What I mean is in our home, you're, you're like looking around and, and you see a guy in our living room, which is at the bottom of our stairs. We're fighting. So you're going to run down the stairs. I not can't find if, he has a if gun. he's in the living room. I can't see him from upstairs, so I'm not. You gonna... can because I position the mirror perfectly. Oh come on! See what I'm saying? No, I'm tactical. Wow. Okay, then I'll use the reflection Dang. off the mirror to blind him with my from our bathroom Dang. top of the stairs into the bathroom. If you're standing in the bathroom, you can see the entire living room. Yeah, and if you're sitting on the couch in the living room, you can see in the bathroom. So when somebody goes in there without yeah. pants on, you can see them from the living room. That's fine. Is it? <laughs> if you're a bad guy, that's what you want to be cool. And if you're, you know, your it's wife, bad. she's going to be like, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a win-win. This is the problems you think about when you move from Seattle. Right, because like, I'm thinking I don't, literally I don't, half my I don't neighbors, think about any of that stuff I do. anymore. Half my neighbors don't have the door locked. I, I left the garage open twice all night long and with the got, light on. Who got really? upset about it? I got upset about it, <laughs> but nothing was gone. <laughs> no, the neighbors were watching it. I like, bet. I don't know. They, they were watching it. Making sure. The first time we ever had someone come and let Charlie out, our dog, we found out immediately, hey, so we think that it was okay because dog listened and he kind of doesn't listen to everyone this girl but just in case like is everything okay i'm like yeah we hired her to like let the dog out all the things but our neighbors are like they're watching watching yep ours too and washington nah you're on your own oh yeah for sure <laughs> You're on your own. They'll, they'll sure. take video of people breaking <laughs> they in your will house legit and stealing your out. shit. Like, and then they'll post it on Facebook and like, hey, look what I saw today. And yeah, they, they won't, won't even tell, tell you. you. <laughs> You'll just find the video on Facebook. Like, oh shit, that was my fucking house. That was my TV. That's cool. No, you actually had a cool neighborhood watch with one of our neighbors. <laughs> that wasn't you set that up. That oh, wasn't me. No, Rich set that up. Rich was really good at observing, but you guys in Washington. Like, yeah. yeah, you guys like peeked through the dining room. Oh, there was lots of shit going on there before we left. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I showed up one time. There was police everywhere, and you're like, "Oh yeah, they're doing nothing." Somebody drove off the cliff into the trailer. Oh park yeah, and landed down. It was below. a smart car, dude. <laughs> it got cut off and f rolled. They said it rolled three times. <laughs> Before it went over the railing and then down like 15 feet into a trailer. Into the trailer park. Into a trailer, dude. <laughs> Home dude was in there. and Okay, the bad part about it was, I guess, you know, smart cars are small. They're little. Home baby dude cars. was huge. Oh, no. And they had to like jars of life or jaws of life and cut him out of the car. I did. Because it, it literally was like a beer can crumpled around oh, him. No. I think he was holding it together. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh, it was no. bad. I just like I could. I was just imagining the ride that he took. You know? Oh yeah, because it's a go kart. Dude, he it's went a go kart. He dude, was, he dude, was... he went down into a. Tra he landed in a trailer. Can you imagine what those redneck oh, drug junkies? They were, they were probably out. like, "Is this real right now, man? The I'm cops super high." But he was like... so. Those guys he were so high. Dude, dude, it was. Cr 
crazy. It was crazy. Those smart cars can fit in the back of my pickup truck. Like, literally. In the back. Dude, it was crazy. I heard the whole thing, too. I remember because I was working in the in the garage, and I heard all the crunching, sliding metal. And I was and like, what like, was that? Oh, shoot. And yeah, I like, so I showed up probably half an hour after that. Dude, it was crazy. Like, yeah, oh, that guy went for yeah. a ride, dude. <laughs> dude, he was dude, he went for a ride. <laughs> oh my god. But was he okay? Like, did he have a stroke? I have no idea. Before? We don't know. I don't know. Hopefully dude, but all okay. the crackheads came out, dude. It was like the cops could have got oh, them all yeah. in one shot. Dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. dude, they could have got them all in but, one but shot. That's dude. the thing. So we did have a, a few attempted break-ins. My brother-in-law was living with us at the time. It was a good time, I will say. Like Josh went to bed like nine o'clock every night that's when all the crackheads came out so jay and i would be like always with our little binoculars looking like what's going on up the road because where we lived off of 99 it was like as soon as you turn off 99 apartments trailer park go down the road then you had like nicer townhouses condos to the lake the closer you got to the lake it got nicer yeah so you're between the ghetto and hookers or now you find dead people in a lake that you never found. <laughs> it just never existed. Oh, yeah. It went from like, it's this, this is okay, oh, to like literally, hey, you know that movie that came out with Eminem when we were kids, A Mile? We're on the other side of the tracks. That's not what it used to be. So Jay and I would like look literally with binoculars. And Josh is like, I can't. You guys are fucking retarded. And we see like crime happening and we're calling police, which we typically didn't because we were not fond of the police then. Right. No. And they be coming and like looking, they come down to talk to us in an unmarked car and they're like, so we're trying to do a pretty big meth bust and like busting this guy for cracking open that guy's window and stealing things is going to ruin that for us. So we're just going to ignore it and we need you to be okay with it. Whoa. And As you like, witnessed the crime. Yeah, and then they're like, please keep calling us, but, but we're, we're not, not going to do, do anything. anything. What? Yeah. Because they're trying to do a big meth bust. Yeah. But guess what? That fucking building blew up. Oh, yeah. no. So then you see like one of the trailers blew unmarked up, dude. vehicles, and they're like, we're yeah. not sure, but we're pretty sure the air is okay, but like, just stay in your house just in case. Yeah. <laughs> Also, so sorry about this. This is called Edmonds, but not. The crackheads fucked up science. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, no. <laughs> and this is in your backyard. They science this wrong. Like, Literally what? in your backyard. How like, many feet would from our place would you say feet? this was? It's like no, it's it's like a football field. From feet. Not miles. Three hundred like, feet. No. Feet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So comparative to that, and where you are now. I don't think like, I've seen a crackhead in our area. Okay. The most recent thing was a dog was running astray. Now, we've been here for almost two years. Little dog's running astray. And I see a guy who I think looks drunk, like, trying to chase his dog. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to help out. Go in and, okay, maybe they're on some drugs. That is the worst situation we've experienced. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the worst thing, I think the worst thing that I deal with on a daily basis is people not using their fucking blinkers. I hate that shit. Oh, yeah. Or, or the, like drivers here, drivers here are terrible. They're absolutely terrible. 
And I don't know what it is about Wisconsin, but like people just like, oh, I'm just going to turn here or I'm just going to change lanes. It's it's mind blowing to me. Like, <laughs> I guess in Seattle, you didn't really deal with that too much because there was so much fucking traffic that everybody was going the same speed no matter what, you know? Like, you mean no speed? Yeah. Like, well, that's just, what I was going to say. Have you seen traffic here? Like, at all? Yeah, well, I've dealt well, with it a couple times. Going, to couple of traffic, times. going into Milwaukee. It's yeah. not the same, though. No, it's like five-minute delay. I've not 45-minute delay. A couple you know? times. Yeah. I've been here a year now. Over a year. Woohoo! I'm a veteran, right? I've seen traffic twice. Both times in Milwaukee, like and you that's, said. I will say at least Twice. 100 miles. Oh, yeah. You're going. I've got, my typical travel time is like a 20-mile round trip. Right? Yeah. That's my typical. To work, I have seen traffic one time. It was going the other way, thank God. Not my way. It was thank the God. other side of the freeway. Because you might have been delayed like three I minutes. Been, yeah, I would have like been late <laughs> to work or something by like five minutes. I don't know. Like... That, that's the most traffic. For no delay. It just looks slowed down. Oh, if it slows down here, people think it's traffic. Yeah. Like, just a slowdown. A normal, like, what are they doing? Well, there's a tow truck up here and an officer. And or there's to a keep cow safe. on the fucking road. Or, yeah, I'm or used they to, hit a deer. I'm used to sitting in, you know, round trip back home. I would sit in an hour to two and a half hours of traffic a day. And that's not my commute. And that that's was not, maybe eight miles. That's nine additional miles. time yeah. to get to work and get home. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just time away from your family and the shit that you got to do because you have to sit in a parking lot to get home. <laughs> you know, it's bullshit. So, yeah, it's thankfully for me, a lot of my work is in the Lake Country area. So, a lot of my commutes are five to 10 minutes, if that. Wow. If I can go straight from my house. Yeah. Nice. And it's super awesome. It's super awesome. But when I have to go to Milwaukee or Mequon or something like that, it's, you know, it's a 45, 10 hour drive. And if you hit, if you're going to Milwaukee down 94 through, you know, or at like eight, between eight and I would say nine thirty ten, you're going to hit five to eight minutes of traffic. Oh Ooh. my I God. Eight minutes. It sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they complain about here. Yeah, no. It's a five to eight minute slowdown. And I'm like, I don't think they've ever seen traffic here. I, I do ever. have a question. When but there we, is a lot of road construction. There is. But I do have a question. So when we voted in person the first time here, because Seattle was just mail-in ballot, do you feel like there was a difference for you and like the patriotism or the excitement even of me and going and voting in person and how excited I was versus, like, just putting it in the mailbox. For you, I didn't give a fuck. You didn't care? No. Nah. You, it you... was an inconvenience to have to drive there really? and wait in line <laughs> and then have to vote. You, I'd rather just fill it out and put you, it in the do mailbox. Do you have as much confidence in the mail-in system as you do yeah, voting I in person? I don't know if I have confidence in any of it. Okay. Really, to be honest. So, to be able to see your vote put in, like, you put it in the machine versus somebody counting it, that didn't matter. I didn't put it in the machine. You hand it to a person and they put it in the machine. No, I did. I put mine in. No. I did. I didn't. The lady lady said, here, she goes, where's your ballot? And you you handed it to her and then she put it in the machine. No, I put it in the machine. No, not for me. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel, I feel like I... I trust the system for the most part, you know. Here but... or in general? 
Just in general. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think you felt that way. Well, it depends on, like, you know, without getting too crazy into it, obviously there's, you know, with some of the stuff that happened around the presidential election and some of the videos and stuff that came out, it's questionable. So you, you right? feel confident in all the elections in Washington, then? Yeah, because all those people are voting for the same fucking person. <laughs> <laughs> but, but There's not going to be a split vote there. But, but, so you already know when the ballot comes out who's getting voted. I don't think voted. that's true because you look at Eastern Washington, Bellingham, all these places. No, they don't make They make up, what, 5% of the votes, 10% but, of the votes? But that all adds up just like nah, in our country. King County, Pierce County, and Snohomish County decide everything for the state of Washington. Well, I would say King County. No, those three counties. Snohomish County is the most conservative. No, it's not. What are you On talking that about? Side it is. Yes, it well, is. Well, there's. I don't think there's anybody in Snohomish County that was elected a Republican. But that doesn't mean they aren't. That the population doesn't operate that way. It doesn't. Snohomish County. It is doesn't operate Monroe. that way. How it can is it, Everett. But it how is can Snohomish. it? Yes, it is. And that's not Fulton conservative. Area, yeah. None of that is yes, conservative. Yes, it is. If you look at who was. Who was voted in? I didn't say there was who no... was voted in. I said the people. Yeah, but the people are not voting conservative. So you can't the say pe- they're conservative. Or maybe it's corruption in government. The people you... aren't allowed to vote who they want. Like in Washington, that's what I experienced. If you're, if you're a conservative, like maybe there's more conservative people that live there, but they're not voting. Like the people that are being elected are not conservative. Okay, that's what I'm saying. They're not voting. I think you hit it right there. They're not voting. And this was my experience. I chose not to vote a lot of times because I didn't think my vote counted because Seattle always got what they wanted. Well, yeah. Because always it's... got what they wanted meant I was never going to get what I wanted. Why would I waste they've been my time blue voting? For like, they've been blue for like 38 years. So, hasn't but, been one but to say right. a statement of conservatives don't live there, that's not true. No, I'm saying like who's who's being elected yeah, there's there's conservatives that live everywhere. There's conservatives that live in Seattle. But Snohomish County is largely more conservative than most of that side of the state. I'm not talking about the east side of the state. I mean, I don't. I, I don't, would say that I don't know if you could say that because everybody's being all the all the low income liberals and Democrats are being pushed out to those areas because they can't afford to live where they want to live. So that it's just constantly the conservatives are constantly being pushed out unless. I would say once you cross the Cascades, that's conservative. But I don't think you can say that anything on the west side of the state was really conservative. So the town of Snohomish. I don't think you can say it's conservative. When you have, just I'd you, say 60%, not not whatever those boys are called. Just because it's more country and rednecky doesn't necessarily But But they're the only town actually like fully, like, what do you call it when people do censors of stuff? When COVID happened, census, 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 they were the only town who's, who were like, we're not doing masks, we're not doing vaccinations, we're not doing this, we're keeping our churches open, we're keeping our doors open. That's not liberal. I don't think that was the whole city. That was a select few. That, that were was being, the town of Snohomish. I don't think so. It so was then, just a select few businesses that were um, willing to fight for what they believed in. But we had that in Edmonds, and you didn't see the same thing. It's because the majority of Snohomish. Was what doing. did we have in Edmonds? We had businesses staying open in Edmonds. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. Where? We had restaurants. Where? We had a few gyms. Where? Henmore CrossFit, the Guild Muay Thai. They were operating Kendra under Jiu-Jitsu. the radiator, under the radar. We we, we openly the... said that we would train. We just blacked out so police couldn't take photos. 
I don't know if that. Oh, during the process. Yeah. yeah. So my biggest difference here. So I, we got here. I signed up for a ballot to be mailed to me here, and I learned that you have to sign up every year. Yeah. So you have to literally re-sign up every year if you want the mail-in ballot. You can't just be signed up. So you did mail-in. So I I attempted to do it. Now I got it somehow. My kids brought it in. It got lost. Whatever. I didn't get a vote. My wife voted. I didn't get a vote. So I was like, okay, well that's weird. I'm just not going to sign up again. So then the next election came. There's some big, I don't know, local uh, thing. State. Well, it was a. It was a well, yeah, local election, but it was a state um, for Senate Supreme Court yeah. or something, yeah. right? It was something big. I was like, I, I want to go vote, and my my bosses, all my employees, everybody, it was a big deal. They literally take time off work and they go vote during that day. They all just leave work and they're like, I'm out. You're paying me, and the boss is like, Yeah, I am. Get out of here, go vote. Mm-hmm. So the support at work was amazing. I got there. The process to vote was awesome. I could do a electronic vote or I could do a paper. And I was like, I want to do paper. I've never done paper. So if you didn't paper to electronic where they count it electronically, or you can ask a person to read it? No, it was the count was still a computer, but I could have walked to a screen and I could have done the screen. Yeah, or I could so have you filled paper. that out. So I was like, paper. I'm going to do paper. Yeah, okay. So give me a paper thing, filled it all out, walked up to a person. Similar to what you had, mm-hmm. which they had me feed the machine. Yeah, that's like, what they, they did with us. It. And we voted the same exact time. And it popped out, all the things, everything was good. I was like, this was the first time I voted and felt like my vote counted. It felt like how patriotism. Do you know? How do you know? You can see right it, there it, in the well, machine. Regardless, I saw what it counted. Like when yeah, it counted, you can I see saw that. what they counted. But just like the feeling I got as a citizen, because they checked who I was. Yeah. against my you know license yeah. and the district and all the things like legit i had to be me to vote they weren't going to let anybody mm-hmm. else vote for me and i felt like not just the the experience but like everything about it felt like i counted yeah as a person where in washington it didn't matter it didn't matter what i voted and i could have voted purple green blue and red it, it was all never invisible. added it, it was, was never invisible. gonna happen and people were getting mailed like 20 it was never yeah. gonna. It was twenty million votes. Dead, dead my perception. Votes were all counting. Oh yeah, my perception was that my vote didn't matter. So then I didn't put forth the okay. effort to vote. Right. Even if I had a vote, I didn't even mail it in half the time because I didn't think it counted. So I just wouldn't do it. That's well, interesting. Like, they count it, but they didn't matter. Maybe. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't like, matter. Did it? No. Like... <laughs> it didn't matter. That's interesting. That I did not realize you didn't get to put in your own. No, the lady's like, do you have your ballot? And I said, yeah. And I handed it to her and she grabs it and she puts it in the machine. Oh. You saw was... her feed it, though. Yeah, I saw her feed it. Did you read? They, they had the output right there? No, nah, it's like gone. Oh, you're like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, so, so that's, that's, that's the voter, yeah. not, not, yeah, not administration <laughs> error. Yeah. But that is still the difference between here and, and there. And the Supreme Court, I will say the Supreme Supreme Court voting was a big deal in Wisconsin because right. the judge she lives five minutes from us. You know what's crazy is that our Congress, um, no, our our state representative, yeah, in our Congress is red, but our governor is blue. 
That's, which I think is weird. And we live in a purple state. It's yeah. literally a swing state. Yeah, it, it can go either way, which, which I makes think me feel like it matters what I vote. Yeah. yeah. Even though I could, I could not agree with half the listeners, and it would like at least my vote matters at yeah. that point. And then the other half's like, yeah, you know. So. Well, I think if you live in a swing state too, they know they're going to be investigated. So like that shit has to be almost on the full. Oh, open up. they're like. At least where we're at, they're like making sure yeah. that you're allowed to Because you're going right? to be investigated. Because you've seen things from like not just this last presidential election, even Trump's. Like they look at like now all this footage is coming out where like people were like pulling things from machines, like altering votes. I don't feel that way here. Mm. And maybe that's ignorance from like a global standpoint. But like my local government, I do feel it matters. Oh, I feel like I could go become a part of my local government and it would make a difference at a local level. You don't want to join Jay Inslee's local level? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like some sort of insurrection or something. <laughs> like, can we tear down the beast? Like, I don't know. He's got another head if you cut it off. That's the problem that's, there. The, I guess that's kind of what my question was when I was talking to you about voting, Josh. Like, do you feel like things matter here versus Seattle? When it comes to your vote, your opinion as a citizen. I mean, I think it's it's all based off the person. I mean, there's a lot of people that vote because they do feel like it matters, right? But and I'm asking what you feel, not what other people do. What I feel? Do you feel like your vote, your opinion in this local government space, if you were to make a huff about something, do you think your voice is heard more than here? Well, I never do that. I, never, I, said I would it. never do that. I can't even what if that because that's not me. But you just did what if. You said it matters well, based off the person. Yeah, that's not a what if. That's. I think people vote because, you know, um, it's your right. And it's <clears throat> it's the way that you express how you want the country to be run. Whether, I feel like you're a lot more political right now than you are in a daily conversation with us. What? Because any other day you'd be like, fuck Seattle. Inslee's a piece but that's of not shit. what you're talking about. Voting doesn't matter there. It doesn't. It does. Well, it matters there. It depends on nope, on just... your your political views. So if you want, if you're more uh, progressive, then you're going to vote for people that are more. I'm progressive. not asking what these people vote for. I'm asking but at I'm the saying, end of the day. To them, it matters. How the government for runs. a conservative living in Washington, it doesn't matter. You're you're never you're never going to overturn that. Now here, being in a swing state, you know where it's it seems like it's more divided. I mean, most of the people that I'm around and work with, we have similar views, so that's awesome. Okay, this is CNN and Fox News is reporting it. So both oh, new, both platforms new are news. are agreement in this statement. Okay. Amazon is selling an ebook entitled "The Pedophile's Guide to Love and Pleasure." And shocked consumers across the nation are now calling for boycott of the online retail giant. The ebook, authored by Philip Phillips Greaves, was published late last month. So this would have been June 2015, but it is being resurfaced. Okay. So this was kind of like under the radar. Nobody really knew about it unless you knew what to look for. But now in this day and age, people are obviously finding things out. So in quotes, it says, this is my attempt to make 
pedophilia situation safer for those juveniles that find themselves involved in them by establishing certain rules for these adults to follow? Because as you know, if you're a pedophile, I guess you need rules to follow. Or a product where these juveniles can decide what they want or do not want. I hope to achieve this by appealing to the better nature of pedosexuals with the hope that their doing so will result in less hatred towards their likes or beliefs. Perhaps sentences that they should have never just been caught. So that was end of sentence. There's no further paragraphs to what this author is saying. Like it wasn't taken out of context. Clearly this is like upsetting to me as a person who works in anti-sex trafficking or knows of people in this industry, mainly Seattle. When Josh and I moved to Edmonds, I looked and within a three mile radius, we had 230 something level two registered sex offenders for, for children. So to have a major corporation like Amazon putting these books out and it's not just Fox news. So it's not just conservative. It's not just more your liberal news, like putting this out there. I'm, I'm curious what you guys think as dads. First off gross. I just need to preface this with the fact that Amazon has banned certain books, such as Harry the King Sally and other books, and then they've allowed this book sure, to go. Because okay. you can you can identify now in this spectrum of fluidity. So from a personal perspective, ban like I would say don't ban anything like personally because I'm a libertarian and I, I believe in liberty right and if you censor one you censor all mm -hmm. so that's my personal belief so now, a company shouldn't ban one and not ban something else it just because be I believe public. censorship is all-encompassing if you ban something ban everything but like, what if the censorship goes against or ban what if the censorship goes against the four founding fathers and what, how we created as a nation, which I will say there are portions that are like, uh, questionable freedom of speech, right? Like freedom to say what you want and defend it with your second amendment. Right. I understand that. But if you're going to ban something, ban everything or ban nothing, it's a really simple concept Ban nothing or ban at all. Like that's, I think that's just a simpler way because what they're choosing to do is ban certain things and then not ban other so things. So is Amazon are... a private or a public company? Well, currently they're publicly traded. So they're public. Yeah. So this isn't a private company banning private things. This is a public company saying what's allowed and what isn't Banning allowed. random things, right? So I just, I don't agree with the banning part, but do I think these things should be prevalent? No, obviously not. Evil should not be prevalent. We're meant to be on this earth to cause more good and less bad to be, to become better people and less evil, right? Like that's really our purpose in life is to figure out how to become or leave this place better than we got it. Mm -hmm. right? Like, and so if in that 
constant day to day. You say, you know, small, small decisions now become you know, bigger mm -hmm. later consistently. If they're going to consistently allow this now, right? This whole let's let everything be okay. That's a huge problem. Like, let's let everything be okay. Big issue. Everything is not okay. Like, we have to draw the line somewhere. What, what do you think about this? <clears throat> so, I think this is a great sting operation. Sting? Interesting. Sting. You know, I am, my ears just perked. So, if you created a book like this, right? Mm -hmm. Or if somebody did, and you sell it on a main platform platform <clears throat> so and so buys the book they open the book it's blank and it says you're fucked <laughs> <laughs> you just made the list bitch that's my <laughs> like you but, know but that is a thing i i forget what titus had told me it was something about some kind of uh global and local terrorism it was something about he had told you and I like, oh, if you bought this book, looking into oh, it was whoever about the Hitler books, yeah, it was about Hitler, like one of his documentary books or biography books. If he said he, anybody that buys books that have to do with Adolf Hitler biography or something like that, you you basically go on a list. You're on you, the you list. Go on the list. <laughs> really? Yeah. But I do huh. believe that, like deep down, deep rooted pedophilia goes into government ties. So. So what the fuck are they looking at? Just don't get us caught. Don't get us caught. But how is it that you have, and maybe this is a bigger picture thing, I don't know. It's really rare that you have two wildly different sides of a journalist aspect, CNN and Fox News, agreeing on something. That is odd to me. That, it's rare, right? Rare. Saying, like, we both see that this is happening. The world as a whole has decided that it's wrong to hurt children, which is great. But like, but they also don't agree that pedophilia is hurting children if children like it. Well, I can't agree with that. That's the world. So, so when I look at, like, both networks going, this is an issue. Like, do you continue to support a company like that of convenience because shit gets to your house in 24 hours? Or do you go all the way to seven days and order from a private company? From a personal standpoint, we've cut our Amazon orders down by 75%. But you're in the still last ordering year. from Amazon. So that's what I'm asking. Like, at what point? So, I, yeah, at some point, you have to decide whether or not you're going to support them at all, right? Mm -hmm. We don't do Prime anymore. Mm hmm. Literally 75 to 80% of our orders that we used to go, which was a good amount of orders, we have looked elsewhere because of how they do, because of items like this, right? Not just this one thing. It was stacked beyond itself. Mm -hmm. Like Amazon has decided to cross yeah, boundaries they all, should never have crossed. What about all those companies that you were supporting that don't believe in that stuff like and that were that were relying on you to buy their product and now you're not? Well, I will say that I do know many small businesses who went to Amazon got screwed. But the whole point is is to get awareness that their company is there in hopes that you go direct to their website. Mm -hmm. That That's kind of the idea behind a small business going to Amazon. My experience with a small business in Amazon was very poor. It's bad. It was very bad. But now they're offering loans with very low interest for small businesses yeah, through Amazon. But I won't get it in two days. 
Do you want to know why? Because it's real <laughs> shit from America. It's not off the boat from China. Which I would prefer, right? That's <laughs> in a warehouse that's we've in Chicago. So much of our our resources to local now. Yeah. And, it, and a lot of that is because we're no longer in the Amazon mecca, right? Yeah. We're in a place where we want to be a part of that local community that furthers uh, individual freedom. Like, so what would you whole. say to a family? And you do. You have a family of four kids, two adults on a single family income. What do you say to those families who are saying, I want to support local knowing it will cost me more money to support local like how do you start that conversation of like it is worth it to me to pay the five dollars more per packaging because it's costing that company more to stay local some people don't have the choice okay. and i can't vilify the people at that level because they haven't been given the choice mm -hmm. the people themselves are being taken advantage of right they're being pushed into positions where they don't have a choice and that's not right yeah like and i like the bonuses so, we don't friends, there isn't yeah. what is the answer there right like we don't have a good answer right because some people literally have to shop at walmart that is their choice and it's the only choice they've been given i wouldn't even say walmart is the is the bad guy now it's target these days yeah well or amazon right like it's just some people don't have a choice and those people like let's not victimize those people like Let's well, victimizing, I think, like, would make it easier than vilifying. Because you have, you have, on the conservative side, the very aggressive side of that conservative saying, you're the bad guy for shopping here. And you're like, dude, I'm just trying to get my fucking diapers for $4 less. Right. Because they don't have any resources to begin with. Like, but, but how does that go all the way up the chain to, like, now this company is supporting pedophiles? Like, like where does that break? It doesn't. I try to do some research into like <clears throat> stock market studies. It is very hard to put your money in places for savings that doesn't have something to do with sex it's trafficking. It's all tied to trafficking. Or something to do with pornography. Or, or, or something to do with drugs. Slave work. Yeah. Or slave work. Or that's how bad it's gotten. Like are, even the people who are trying to do good are finding it difficult to find places they can do good. Do you that's think how prevalent our society's gotten with with evil. Josh, how much research do you think you put into the companies you purchase from? Zero. Do you do you take normal, feedback? That's normal. Yeah. Do you take that's pretty average, but do you yeah. take feedback from like when I tell you something, you hear something from somebody else? Like this is what I found out. I don't want to support yeah. them. You're pretty good about that. Yeah, of course. So But like I, I see cool shit and I want to buy cool shit. I'm not like, oh, you have cool shit that I want to buy um let me do background on you to see if i actually want to buy it that, no, i just buy it that's you know? the frustrating part that's, that yeah. you even have to Normal. think that yeah. you should have to do that right you should be able to purchase something and go this is this is good source not wait a second now i have to look and see like where's your stocks who's your ceo where's their money going oh yeah that just funded the murder and rape of 20 victims right unfortunately now that's like the norm of situations but how far does it go to like you're like oh if i say anything now i'm in jail or i'm but you had you had a good comment or a question there which was you know how do you speak to that well i would say if you're in a position where you can choose 
choose wisely. If you don't have a choice, let's not. You always have a choice, Let's not Ryan. Point. You always have a choice. That's Ryan. that's really easy to say not from a guy always. who doesn't have to do his own research. It's, I have it's, a choice. Not, not always, because there's people who live in this country who live in a food desert who have to eat at the gas station. Yeah. And unfortunately, that is the reality that they've been handed, not something that they chose. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a point of I, I'm at a place in my life where there are certain things I can choose, and other things, yeah, it, we just have to kind of. Go with what we know, and because if we don't know, well, then we don't know. But if we find, you know, something like this, where it's just very upsetting, you know, where they're saying, "Hey, let's make this normal," we need to fight. Like I'll have to say, I've, I've known normal. about this for the last five days. I did research; it did come out in 2015, actually, just before that. Not once in the first few days did I say I'm canceling my Prime. I just thought how fucked up of that guy, but then I thought, oh, I'm actually supporting that guy by continuing to support Amazon because I'm too lazy to go to five stores versus one. That's that's what I question. Now it just comes back to my own integrity, like because I have the option. Some people do not, and the $99 a year actually is what they can afford i can afford the gas money the time and the extra whatever 300 dollars a year it's going to cost me to support local mm-hmm. also i'm lazy and i don't want to but that's, i'll but at the same the time i go to choices. myanmar and thailand to, to fight trafficking right that that is the choice like it goes back to those small choices can make a big difference. Yeah. And it's just, it's asking ourselves those hard questions. Can we live with ourselves? And Is it can, better to well, live in can. ignorance, though, and be like, I don't even think about it, so I just live in this great world? I think that's most people. I wish I was one of them. I, I, me too. I, I Honestly, I think, I do, actually, no, I don't. Because ignorance is not bliss. It's actually really expensive. Ignorance is not bliss. It's very expensive. So I, I would encourage but, people but at who the can learn. Like you just die pretty fast at the end because you're stupid. Just expensive in the sense like it can cost you more because you don't know, or expensive in the sense that like. But that's all relative. What you're saying, because if I'm ignorant to sharks in the water, then I'm going to get in the water. Yeah. Right. So ignorance <laughs> is bliss. I'm right? not ignorant <laughs> to sharks, and I still <laughs> get in the water. But right. I mean, the shark attacks are one thing, right? That's very rare. But, but I We're still, talking about something that's not rare, which I, is people shopping at the Amazon. So. And, and trafficking. But, but also, I will say, that's like, sad, right? I like, know sharks prevalent. are in the water. I still get in the water. Mm-hmm. But I know what I'm getting into. You also know how rare it is. Here, in this sense, like, so that, that goes Amazon back to what you're saying. Rare. You know there's sharks in the water, but you're still there. I made the choice, though. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to make the choice for other people to, like, have an opportunity to be educated from a rapist because I'm supporting a corporation that says I'm lazy to continue educating motherfuckers who do bad things. Then that's more than just me getting in the water. That's me putting me in a children of kindergartners in the water saying oh hopefully it's me and not the kids brings up a great topic for next time let's go over monopolies 
I really want to dive into some monopolies. We used to break them up. Dude, there's so many country. different. They have so many different. We versions used to break of them up. Game. We don't break them. <laughs> <laughs> there's a monopoly board for everything. Every sports team. Oh, everything. Seahawks we got Green Bay Packers. Speaking of ignorance and choosing to look the other way, this guy's like monopolies. Sure, I hate that game, but let's play it. That game is terrible. I uh, love Monopoly. I will never, I'll play it six days in a row. I will never play that game again as long as I'm alive. When's the last time you played that game? That game is like three plus hours. Oh, are you kidding me? We used to have like full on like 15 days. hour matches. Just yeah. sessions. Like, That's not days. Fun. Do you even know what were our parents doing when we played Monopoly? We don't even know. because we. I don't think we ate. No, for sure not. We didn't. We were locked in. Like, oh, we yeah. got mad if Leah went to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. We're like, you pee your pants. And if they went, like, you would bring your money with you. Yeah. Like, and your stuff. And, like, and you were like, I know where all my stuff is. Yep. I'm making little marks. If you move this house, I'll know. Yep. Oh, yeah. Because if they jack your hotel, you would know. So you guys are just, you're playing with a bunch of fucking cheaters then, huh? Yeah. That Monopoly. Jesus. That's what happens <laughs> when you grow up ghetto Jeez. and you play Monopoly thinking that's the real world. You guys are a like, bunch of I'm winning cheaters, boardwalk. dude. I'm a winner. <laughs> When Dude, really it's on the utilities. Hawkeye on the banker. Like, <laughs> for sure. Ryan, Jeez. on average, was the banker and also won. So what does that what? say? I think what that, I think about? I think this has brought up so many issues. <laughs> well, we're and on it was that completely, note. It's completely taken out of context. We're, you brought up the game. We said Monopoly no, he brought up the government. Game. And he uh, brought up the game. Well, it's an economy. Like, sure. Well, but you can definitely find out more about us on our social media. <laughs> Reach out if you have any topics you want us to cover. Oh, local government would be great. I'd love to talk to some people. Oh, yeah. For sure. From either state. It'd be great. Really, truly west or midwest. Yeah. Not just Washington to Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Any of the areas that anyone would be willing to reach out those who are not passionate about anything and just go day to day and those who are like really diving in deep yep i think that'd be fun my closing comment just be a good human being don't be a douche that's interesting <laughs> that's from the multiverse right don't be a dick <laughs> why does it have to be a douche the lady cleansing thing because <laughs> that's gross <laughs> So don't be gross. The end. Hope you enjoyed the ride. Glad we didn't crash. If you have any feedback or ideas for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you on our social media. Please leave us a review on Spotify or wherever you podcast.